You're listening to Peppermint Tea with Anna Clark and Olivia Bossett. We are two friends who decided to start recording our virtual meetups while we're having to distance ourselves physically during the current global pandemic. We hope you enjoy listening to our conversations. Okay, hello. Hi, Olivia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. What have you been up to this week? Oh, what have I been up to? Lots of planning, lots of teaching on my yeah, Facebook <laughs> ads. We've just been discussing off off recording about my Facebook ads. I'm learning Facebook ads at the moment, so that's interesting. Um, I've been doing a lot of pitching on my own because funny enough, when I'm teaching everyone and like launching my course and telling everyone how to pitch, I have no time to actually pitch myself. So this week has been a big week for me sort of putting myself out there and it's going well. So that's good. And, uh, yeah, just bumbling along. What about you? Yeah, I've been busy. I've had loads of, um, just website projects and stuff to do but something I completely forgot to tell you which I still don't know whether this is actually happening or not but basically I got an email the other day from Apple Podcasts saying that they'd removed my podcast from um, the iTunes library because of a technical error Um, and I know what the error was it was that my I changed my built-in Squarespace domain which is where my podcast is hosted so that had changed um so then they saw that as a technical error and removed it so then I explained to them what happened and I said okay I need to I need you to add it back and they were like okay and I said uh if I add it back what's going to happen to all my ratings and reviews and they said you won't get them back Oh, <laughs> um, and if, if anyone's listening, like, you, unless you have a podcast or started a podcast, you don't understand how hard it is to get people to rate the podcast in Apple in the podcasts app or leave reviews like it's so hard I ran a giveaway on my podcast I like asked all my friends to do it if you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give this podcast a rating and a review by the way because um it's much appreciated but it's so hard to get people to leave reviews and I'm not 100% sure yet whether I'm going to be able to get them back they're kind of umming and ahhing about whether it's possible or not I don't see why it wouldn't be but anyway so that's I seem to remember someone else that I was listening to had this same problem, either um, the Boss Project girls or Jenna Kutcher. I do remember them mentioning um, having an issue with Apple Podcasts, removing their show and removing reviews and stuff. But I just have to wait it out and see what they say. Um, If not, you know, you can either laugh or cry, but I'll be, you know, prodding everyone I know to go and leave me another rating and review. But oh, so well, I will, I will do that. I will do that for you, and I will tell everyone to do the same. <laughs> that's not cool if it's necessary. But there we go. But that's other than sad. that, my week's week, my week's been okay. Have you been reading or watching anything a bit different? Yeah, so last time we recorded, I was listening, I was, sorry, reading a book called One Million Followers. I'd just started yeah. it and it it was so complicated and I've told you this, like it was so complicated to read and I, I've put it down for now. I just couldn't get into it and it was a bit, 
I want to, I don't want to say heartless, but it just, it was very focused on growing your numbers and that was like the only objective. And I just wasn't really connecting with it. So I might go back to it because it is very strategic and I think it could be useful, but I just wasn't in the right headspace to read it. So I went on my Kindle app and I looked through Amazon and I found a book called Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller, who runs the Story Brand brand. Um, You really like his stuff. I know you've mentioned you love his stuff. And he I read his other book, which is called is it called story brand what's this other book called yeah it's something like creating a story brand or something similar yeah yeah um and it's literally what it says on the tin it's marketing made really simple and um I've read the probably about I think my I think my kindle said 69 percent of it or something so I've read quite a lot of it and it is really good the first half has been more helpful to me than the second half I think the second half he started going into like opt-ins for emails and talking about why you should have an email um, list and I was like I know all this I don't need to read it so I sort of skimmed that middle part and I'm getting to nurture sequences which I I'm gonna read and focus on but it's really good it's very strategic it's very actionable but very easy to follow so if anyone's getting started with marketing I would highly recommend reading it it's very very good sweet I'm definitely gonna add that to my list if you think it's actionable love those actionable tips yeah I think I think it's stuff that you will have done already but it's good to like get a refresher yeah sure and that's kind of why I like reading a lot of like marketing and business books anyway is even if I'm not learning a new thing every time every time you read something or likewise with like listening to business podcasts you might not be learning something new but every time you hear it again or you read it again it goes deeper and deeper into your brain so that you actually remember it and actually do it um which I think is important I've actually been reading a a fiction book uh, this week Um, and I just googled uh, dystopian thrillers and uh, (laughs) this one came up as like one of the only ones that I haven't read and it's called Uglies and um, it's it's written like you know from the perspective of a teen like it's very much like a kind of Hunger Games. I have a feeling is this is this has the cover got like dolls on it? I have no idea because I'm on a Kindle. I'm not sure. I think I I think I may have had this but never read it. Yeah, but well, it is it is good. I say it's like a teen um, kind of book. I don't know. Yeah. Like you'd enjoy it as a teen. I'm enjoying it as an adult. It's fine. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Everyone loves reading the Hunger Games nowadays, anyway. Um, but it's basically about a time in the future where. At a certain age, I think around age 16, everyone gets to have this operation which turns them pretty, which is basically like they literally take like shave all your skin off, give you perfect skin, mold your face using fancy technology so that it's perfectly symmetrical. Everyone has basically got plastic surgery to turn them into looking like the biological ideal of beauty um and then it's basically about you know these teenagers who are trying to rebel and being and finding somewhere outside that world that um maybe accepts people for who they are a bit more and stuff like that but it is really good so far it's quite gripping um definitely kind of a good teen book so it's like it's dystopian it's thrilling but it's also quite like light um it's not too Mm -hmm. dark or anything so yeah I'm really enjoying that 
Um, I watched last weekend one of my favourite films from when I was a teenager, which is called, in English it's called Priceless, in French it's called Hors de Prix, um, and it's it's a French movie, so I watched it in French and my boyfriend sat and watched it with me, but had subtitles on, and it's got um, Audrey Tautou in it, she is the actress in Amelie, um, and her. it's it's so good, It's if you want like a really slightly silly feel good movie to watch um i highly recommend it it's set in the south of france it's about a woman who kind of just wants to date older men and get them to buy her stuff and she accidentally falls for a guy who's not rich so it's it's really good yeah no i i think you sold it to me um when you told me about it the other day i think it does actually mm. sound quite nice and just easy going maybe a good yeah. uh friday night watch um mm-hmm. i i think i did tell you this already but i watched moana the disney yeah. pixar movie for the first time last week and everyone was like you're going to love this um the music's great uh, I've heard people talk about it all the time. It's set in um, like Polynesia, which is where my mum actually grew up. Um, her her family moved there when she was like six years old and she grew up there for a few years. And so she's told me all these stories and I've met a lot of the islanders who they lived with and stuff like that. So I was like really keen to see what it would be like. Um, and the visuals and the graphics of the island are obviously beautiful mm-hmm. and you're like I want to go and live there and it's beautiful but I really wasn't a fan of the music that much I really I, I like musical music and I like Disney music but I wasn't I don't find it that catchy and um, the plot was okay but I don't know if it's just because I'm not a huge fan of like kids movies that aren't classics that I watched when I was a kid I don't know if that's just because I can't get past that yet because yeah. I don't have kids I'm not a kid anymore mm. and I only want to see the stories that I saw when I was a kid like even Frozen I was like yeah this is fine but I'm not overly yeah. fast I know I felt the same about Frozen but I do I do recommend sorry I do recommend Tangled that was really good I liked that I watched that years ago it's quite old now but um, that was a good one. It's crazy to me that you say that's quite old now, because to me it's like, these are all brand new Disney Pixar movies. <laughs> Even Frozen, I think, is like... I know, new. well, Frozen <laughs> came out in 2013. No way. I know. I hope that makes everyone feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely makes me feel old. Uh, gosh, so this week we wanted to talk about setting boundaries. So basically at the beginning of the year, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but Olivia and I do um, this kind of goal setting day, planning out our business. And we use a worksheet that um, Olivia will link in the episode notes um, that you can download for free, um, really useful worksheet that kind of takes you through planning. And one of the things on that worksheet is actually talking about um, what you what you won't do and what you will not sacrifice in order to achieve those goals. So in other words, what are your boundaries that you're going to set that you won't cross, even though, you know, you've got these goals in mind. And I wanted to talk about it because it's quite, I always find it really interesting how people run their businesses differently, how people even just in life will often make comments to Olivia and I and say like, that's so interesting and so good like or that's so impressive how you've set a goal or set a boundary that firmly yeah. and you'll stick to it and I think our 
our personality types have meant it's actually harder for us to set yeah, boundaries. Yeah, definitely. So Olivia and I, I know we've discussed it in a previous episode about the different personality types and how we're both the same in terms of the Myers-Briggs type. We're both INFJs, um, mm-hmm. which means that a lot of the time we try to appease people and um, people will have certain expectations of us that we want to always kind of bend to, um, to keep the peace and make other people happy. And I think having that makes you... Um, makes it harder to set boundaries because you don't want to upset people and it's about like finding that line between offending people or upsetting people mm-hmm. versus putting yourself and your business and your own kind of mental health first in things but yeah I don't know did you have a look back at our goals worksheet and like see what you put down as your yeah um yeah as your boundaries that you wouldn't do I didn't actually include much that was that relevant. It was just a bit, I can't, I, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, there's nothing I really I'd want to mention on here because it was nothing that interesting. But I think the boundaries that I have now was things that I set up years ago that have stuck with me and I've stuck to. Um, and they're just things like not working past six o'clock, um, making time every day to walk my dog and take time out for myself. Um, And then normally in normal circumstances, it's making time to see my family. So I normally I try to fly out to Geneva every three to four months and spend a week if I can with my family. And that tends to be a week where I don't work quite as much. I still work because my mum and dad both do things during the day so you know when they're out and I'm not busy I'd go and do I'd do my own work but that has been really important to me um and then other things you know like a while back I decided that I was no longer going to do free jobs like I just wasn't if, yes. if someone asked me to do a photo shoot for them but they had no money about three years ago I just made a decision overnight basically saying I'm not going to do that anymore because I can't, I can't afford to, I don't want to. And I ended up just constantly being disappointed by those shoots. Um, So I don't do those anymore. And that has been something I've stuck to. And then other things like if someone's being a pain in the ass um, or is taking, you know, a bit of a, making a bit of a joke of me asking for stuff or being just really annoying as a client, um, I walk away it's a no from Mm. me (laughs) Mm. I think in terms of business let's start with that um I again have always said like I wouldn't work like with people who aren't the right fit for me um and that's been kind of a recent thing of the last two years I guess so anyone who instantly I get vibes off that they're going to be really in a rush and stress me out or um completely like the wrong attitude then I will walk away and say no and I think a lot of people will look at that and think and like be like how can you turn down money um which I think is is an important question like obviously if you are um in a place where you can't afford to say no to people then that's that's fair enough but I think once you start setting boundaries and being really clear on who you will work with and who you won't work with you end up kind of attracting more of the yeah. right people naturally anyway. 
Um, another thing that with our business, again, like you say, you won't do free work. I, I think about three years ago said that I wouldn't offer discounts anymore. Um, mm. And again, like once you have these boundaries in place or like these kind of rules or philosophies, um, yeah. you you can't really offend anyone because if someone comes to you and says, oh, um, you know, why won't you offer me a discount? You just say, well, it's just a flat out rule that I have. It's just a boundary. It's nothing personal. People can't take it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes it really, really helpful. And I think it really just helps um, in your business to like keep you sane as well, because some people like you, will say that past six o'clock you don't want to work I used to be really strict with that and really good at that and then in the last few months I have ended up working past kind of six into the evenings again and actually that's made me really struggle to sleep like we've talked about here on the podcast before um so setting those boundaries is like just yeah so important for your health as well I think Yeah. yeah and then you know I've got I've got boundaries in my personal life that I learned through just experience like when I was really young I was with my ex-boyfriend I mean he used to walk all over me like I just did because I'm so terrified of saying no to people and disappointing people or upsetting anyone I'm easy I was much easier than I am now to manipulate and like just things like picking up clothes off the floor like I don't do that anymore (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) I'm not gonna put your stuff away I'll I'm not gonna do every single piece of the housework like I've gotten much better at delegating and not just assuming that because I want something done that I should do it I can more easily say to my boyfriend or my parents or my friends or whoever it is this is not my job yeah and it's about having the confidence to kind of speak up and put yourself first I guess in some situations and I think where I got that from and I always reference this book as like it really was like a bit of a flicked a bit of a switch for me um like about three years ago when I read it and that's the life the life-changing magic of not giving it bleep um by Sarah Knight um and it's basically you know about um caring less what other people think but also she's got in there like again a whole kind of chapter about personal policies which are the same thing as maybe the boundaries that you'd set in your business um if you wanted to do that you know at the beginning of each year or set kind of these um business values or boundaries you can actually do the same in your personal life too and she calls it personal policies Mm. and again this is another way that you just can't offend people and if you're someone who really worries about um what other people think or how you're going to upset someone or hurt someone by saying no to put yourself first then adopting kind of personal policies can be really useful so for example (laughs) these are two really random ones but they're actually really important to me I don't do tag posts on social media. So, you know, when um, someone on Instagram or Facebook will like post a challenge or post something like that they've done and that they want to share and then they want someone else to do the same thing. So they'll tag you and they'll tag like a list of people who they want to see the post, see also do the same post. 
Um, don't ask me why. There's not a particular mm-hmm. trigger point for me that meant that I I don't like those. It's not to do with me not liking them. I just have made a personal policy that says I don't do those because if I did them for everyone and then one time maybe I didn't feel like doing it, I'm going to feel really stressed and under pressure to have to do it because I've done it for other people. So that person might be offended or upset if I don't then do that, even if I don't feel like it or if in the moment I don't want to do it, um, I would then put that stress and pressure on myself for coming up with an excuse not to when I shouldn't have to do that but if I just say flat out no sorry I don't do these ever um then no one can get offended or upset at me and I'm fine I'm perfectly happy to explain that whole thought process behind it as well to people as well because I think people do relate um and understand so that's one and then the other one um that I talk about a lot is like I don't watch pantomimes because I've got several family members on both sides of my family (laughs) who do dramatics and that's absolutely fine I'm happy to support them I'm so glad they do things that they love but I just really hate pantomimes and we used to be dragged to them um as kids like I don't know did you ever is is it a British thing did you ever have to watch pantomimes as a kid Olivia No, I didn't know what this was until I moved here. And then every Christmas I was like, what are all these weird posters of these random people in these weird <laughs> outfits doing up on like the billboards? I don't understand what these are. And then I would be friends with someone and they'd be like, oh, I'm going to a pantomime. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. You have to explain to me what that is. And I still haven't ever been. And it just sounds like a bit of a weird thing to go to. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I don't know. They're supposed to be funny. I'm not really into slapstick comedy, which is what they are. Um, and I don't like them. And so if I just right. say, I don't go and watch them, no one can be offended for not for me not going to see their um, amateur dramatics pantomime. No one can be offended if they ask me to go and see a pantomime with them. And I just don't want to do it. It's nothing personal it's just a rule that I have. So that is one of the best things that I read that came out of that book. And I would highly suggest if there's anything that you find yourself every now and then being caught out um, and not wanting to do, think about potentially setting a personal policy and a rule that means that you just don't have to do it and don't have to worry about upsetting people. It's great. Well, I was just about to say I'm going to have a pretend rule that I would like to never do laundry ever again because um, I hate doing laundry. So maybe oh, I can man, make a rule where I have to do laundry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So another thing that I really took from that book was the quote, aim to be respected rather than just liked. And I think that is something that will come again when you start setting boundaries and saying no to people and actually putting yourself first rather than kind of bending to everyone else yes you might end up having people like you and not causing conflicts and um you know appeasing everyone else but being respected might actually be more important and that's particularly in business as well um if you're for example if I um, get an email after like 
five o'clock on a work day or even sometimes four o'clock I won't reply to it until the next day after 9 a.m yeah um and that's even if I'm at my computer even if I'm on my phone um I just won't do that because I've set those boundaries and if I start sending emails to people after those times Mm. they're going to think oh she's going to be around in the evenings she's going to be able to reply then and that kind of trains them to that that I don't have any boundaries about when my work stops or starts so what you want to really be doing is trying to train other people what your boundaries are um and then people won't take the take the mick (laughs) no that's so true I'm exactly the same like if I get an email after five I don't reply and I will make sure that I'm even on the weekends, like I often get, sometimes very occasionally, if, if it's something urgent, I will reply. But it's very rare that you'll get an email back from me on a Sunday. I'll probably read it, but I'll mark it as unread in my inbox so that I go back to it on the Monday and I reply to everything on Mondays to Fridays. Yeah. And another one um, to add to that is I told a client the other day, I think, I said, Um, because she was messaging me on my phone or like text or WhatsApp or something. And I just wrote her an email and I said, oh, if we could keep this to email, that would be great because I use my phone purely for personal stuff. And I think some people might look at that and be like, whoa, that's ballsy. But actually all I get from people when I say things like that is, oh, wow, I really like respect that you have those boundaries and that you're and I'm kind of like impressed and wish that I could do that or or they think to themselves oh maybe I could do that or make those rules and then it kind of protects your personal space it makes it really clear to them where they stand and yeah it's Mm -hmm. just about that kind of respect thing as well yeah yeah no I'm the same I don't if anyone starts to dm me on instagram asking like loads of questions about organizing a shoot or how much I charge or what is what how can we organize a shoot the first thing I do is say please can you email me because I can't keep track of people on dms because I get so many direct messages on instagram and I just immediately this the first thing you'll hear me say is please send me an email here's my email address I need to know this this and this and this and then they they reply to my they basically send me an email instead of just dming me on instagram which makes my life easier makes their life easier and it seems just much more professional yeah 100% move everything to email that's always my suggestion it's because otherwise when you use your phone for business and for personal use things get muddled up you then have communication in all different places like that is really important in general but Another interesting thing about boundaries is do you ever feel like you should set certain boundaries because other people do? Like, for example, the working after a certain time or using your phone at a certain time, like using your phone first thing when you get up and stuff like that. I've heard people say. I don't think I feel pressure to do any of that sort of stuff. I'm trying to think of anything that I... I mean... We all feel pressure from the outside world to do stuff that we don't necessarily want to do because we feel like we should be doing it. Like maybe there's a week we don't want to work out, but because everyone else is working out, we feel pressure to work out. But boundaries wise, you know, everyone's always banging on about don't work on the weekends. And I don't generally work Mm. on the weekends because that's when my boyfriend's not working and we tend to make plans to do stuff together and just much more social in the weekends 
But then if he's not around or if he goes out for the day or something like that, I will probably end up doing some kind of work unless the weather's beautiful, in which case I'd probably be outside. But I don't really get hung up about it. If it's if it's making me happy, then it doesn't matter. Exactly. And I think we talked about this before in terms of like checking your phone first thing in the morning, because I think that's something that a lot of like um, mental health and mindfulness books will always say, like, don't check your phone first thing in the morning. And mm. I know that I've said to you before, like, I actually quite like waking up, looking at my phone, kind of get it helps me ease into my day and wakes me up. Otherwise, I'm more likely to lie in past the time that I want. If I look at my phone and see, oh, actually, I've got this to do list, I should probably get up and start mm. my day. And that works for me. And it doesn't cause me any issues. I think with setting boundaries, you always want to ask yourself the why behind it. And like, is it actually benefiting you? Or is it just something that you've heard some social media person say, or some mindfulness book say, um, and you feel like you should do it? Like, just because I say, I don't do tag posts on social media doesn't mean that that's something that everyone shouldn't do or should set a rule for. It's definitely about what works for you. If it's actually if thing, something is actually making having a negative effect on you, then definitely think about setting a boundary like, okay, I'm not going to work on weekends because it makes me stressed out. I feel stressed out through the week enough as it is. I don't need that. That's great to have a boundary. I personally feel more stressed out if I don't do a little bit of work on a Sunday. And sometimes, like Olivia said, like I'm happy to be flexible. And if I've got nothing else to do and I want to work, then I'll work. I don't need that boundary there so mm-hmm. yeah I just wanted to I guess finish off on that note of like if you are planning to set boundaries and gain like more respect in your business and set more rules in your life that means people won't tread all over you also remember to put the yeah. why behind it and make sure that you're doing it because it's going to actually benefit you as well. This has got really, really awkward because there's a massive lag between us and I will be editing it out. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with another topic next week. Thank you. Remember, if you want to get more business content from me, you can head to byrosanna.co.uk, which is my website design and online education business. Or if you want more personal stuff, head to thecornishlife.co.uk for my Cornwall lifestyle blog. And if you'd like to check out my fashion photography portfolio, head to oliviabossert.com. And if you'd like to learn more about the business of fashion photography, head to oliviabossarteducation.com. Thank you.